This show contains four-letter words and adult situations. But what did you expect? It's called Now That I'm Older. We were doing our usual breaking and entering bullshit where we used to break into places just because and not steal anything, like construction sites or whatever. I didn't do any of this. Yes, you did. Shut the fuck up. So let's but anyway, this guy, are you recording this? Probably? Yeah, we're okay, recording. Okay, God, I'm sure you're not wasting my time. You left a big pause in there. Like, that was it. Because you were making faces at me. <laughs> Don't look at me during the recording. <laughs> I need my own studio. I need a wall. I need a sound wall between us. Sorry about my shit intro. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Now That I'm Older with Shane Smith and Ken Baldwin. A.K.A. KB Paperstacks. A.K.A. Baldwin Escobar. A.K.A. Danger Zone. A.K.A. Vanilla Thriller. And A.K.A. MC Killer B. No one calls you any of that. I think we should break up. I think we should totally stop seeing each other. And as I said it, I sat there staring at Elizabeth, waiting for her to cry or to react in some sort of way. Give me some sort of emotion. But instead of doing any of that, she just spat back at me. Okay, but I'm breaking up with you. So maybe I should put this whole thing in reverse and explain to you guys what happened. See, when I was in high school, I was a drummer in the marching band. And for some reason, I didn't make up these rules, but drummers almost seemed to have their pick of the woodwinds. And I took full advantage of this and I dated a few of them. And I'd just gotten through dating a tall clarinet player, we'll call her Lisa, when I noticed a girl named Elizabeth. Now, I'd never looked at Elizabeth like I wanted to date her or anything like that. I just kind of started talking to her and, you know, saying hey to her from time to time. And she was just one of those girls that was always around. But out of nowhere one day, she just sort of popped up. She would start waiting for me at my locker and walking me to class. And she seemed interested in the shit I had to say. And she would laugh at my jokes and she would flirt with me. And before I knew it, we were dating. She was mine. I'd walk her to her car every single day after school and we'd talk and we'd make out. She told me about her dad and her family and about losing her mom at a young age. We talked for hours on end at her car and on the phone and things seemed like they were going so well. I thought things were perfect for like two months. Everything was great when one day things just changed. She stopped waiting at my locker and I'd still see her at her car, but things were just different. She wasn't affectionate with me. She stopped really wanting to talk to me and I had to basically pull conversation out of her like it was painful. This went on for a couple of weeks before I finally had enough. I watched what I thought was a blossoming high school relationship, something that was going to be awesome, turn sour in less than a month. And as a high school sophomore who's overly emotional, I decided I had to break this off and move the fuck on. So I met her at her car on a Tuesday in April and I told her we had to end this thing. We had to break it off. It was obvious something was up with her and she just didn't feel the same way about me. And we just needed to go ahead and break this off. And she spat back at me saying, you know, no, I'm breaking up with you. I was going to break up with you anyway. So I stand there confused and I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? She's like, if anybody asks, I broke up with you, okay? I was planning on breaking up with you anyway. So that day I got in my car and I drove home and I had no idea what the fuck had happened. As a high school sophomore whose girlfriend who just told him she wanted to break up with him after he had broken up with her, I went home and was just confused and sad and was like, what the fuck just happened? So the next day I get up and I'm in a shitty mood already and I go into school and as I'm walking in, I get greeted by more than one of my ex-girlfriends walking past me and smiling, giving me that, hey, kind of eat shit sort of smile. And one by one, at least four of them walk by me, including my ex Elizabeth. In fact, she was surprisingly chipper for a high school girl who just had a three month relationship end the day before. I decide something's got to be up here. Something's definitely weird. So I decide I got to start asking questions. I need to get at the bottom of this and find out what the fuck was going on. And it didn't take long until I was at lunch with one of my ex-girlfriends, the girl Lisa from earlier in the story, the tall clarinet player, who starts smiling at me from three seats down at the lunch table, giving me that, 
I know something you don't know sort of smile. And finally, I say, what the hell is so funny? And she says, well, it looks like you finally got what you deserved, huh? And I'm like, what are you talking about? I don't even know what you're talking about. Me and Elizabeth just broke up yesterday and all you freaks are smiling at me. What's going on? And after a couple more minutes, she spills the beans about her and three of my ex-girlfriends, which now included Elizabeth, teaming up with a little girl power to teach me a lesson. These exes of mine wanted to show me to stop playing the field, stop dating all these girls that were friends. Soon they noticed me looking at Elizabeth and saying hi to her from time to time. They knew she was my type, so they put a sting operation in motion to get me to fall for this chick, lead me on, and then break my heart after a couple of months. And things went exactly according to plan, Lisa said. She was so happy and so proud when I interjected and told her, Yeah, Elizabeth can tell you things went perfectly. She can tell you everything was great. But there was kind of a connection there. And she can tell you whatever she wants about who broke up with who. But I broke up with her. Have a nice one. Hey guys, welcome to the final Now That I'm Older of 2017. It has been a wild and crazy 2017, and we want to thank each and every one of you guys for checking out the show, listening to us each week. we got a lot of awesome stuff planned for 2018, and we can't wait for each one of you guys to be a part of it. As always, you can find us at NowThatImOlder.com, Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show everywhere you find us online. Tell your friends about us because that helps us out a whole lot. When people hear from people who love the show, they seem to want to check it out even more. And if you'd like to support the show, you can actually find us at patreon.com slash now that I'm older. And if you give to us like our badass Patreons, we're going to give right back to you. You can also find us at Twitter, Gmail, and Instagram, but it's at NTIO pod. And you can also find us on Twitter with the hashtag Potter and family. I've told you guys about Potter and family before. It's basically a group of podcasters who came together to cross promote badass independent podcast and help each other out and create a family out of absolutely nothing. If you go to Twitter and check out the hashtag Potter and family, you're going to find our show as well as the film forecast, the Brown About Town podcast and the Sci-Fi Drive-In podcast. And this week on episode 150, Dr. Snitch, we're going to talk about a guy who tattooed some livers and got in trouble for it all because some other doctor decided to snitch on him. We're also going to talk about my son leaving the nest a little bit early and we're going to talk about the power going out at Hartsfield Jackson Airport. So check it out. We'll be right back. This is going to be such an exciting day. I hope you enjoy it. I think you will. Last time, me and the guy who I rode back on from Dallas with, we we look, we gave each other the look of, ah, oh, god damn it. <laughs> Was he a bigger guy too? First of all, I'm on a small plane, so I'm on a plane that doesn't even have. Uh, Every time you tell me you're on a small plane, I have one of those imaginations of like goats walking by because you're on like a weird <laughs> Dude, I wouldn't have been too shocked because I mean like there was no movie screens on this one it's so small it's a it's what's called a local they do local hops only so like there's not even three seats there's two on one side and three on the other side there's not even six per row there's five per row um there's no first class I was so lucky I didn't get roped in the first class they were trying hard to upgrade me for a hundred bucks I was almost like wow a hundred dollars and I asked my boss I was like is it worth $100? He's like, not to Dallas. You're only going to be in the airplane for like an hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> I was like, okay, you have a valid point. And then I got in there and I found out they're just four seats per row instead of five. There's no like leg room on this version of first class. The seats are a little cushier, but they're still cramped. 
And it's like, oh, I'm so glad. Because <laughs> I've been on a regular big ass plane where like the, it's four seats across the front where it's like big seats and like cup holders per right. seat. Right. And those seats look almost like lounge chairs, right? This, yeah. These weren't like those. Well, most of the flights you've been on probably had video screens too. Yeah. And you can watch stuff and well, Wi Fi. No, one of them I did. But the one, uh, typically, it's like, use your own fucking phone, asshole. What, what do you think this is? Well, no, they have free movies on there. That's shit. what I'm saying. They have free movies, but it's like one of those apps you have to log on to with the Wi-Fi from yeah. the plane. No, no, no. That's that, what, that what I did the last time. I'm talking about the screen on the back of the person in front of each chair. Yeah, I've seen those a couple times. They have, uh, like, I'm, that's usually Vegas. And I've flown, most of my flights are usually far. Dallas is kind of a short flight for me. <coughs> and I was, I was none too happy when I found out I didn't get a TV. So, so let's but anyway, about- this guy, are you recording this? Probably? Yeah, we're okay, recording. Okay, I'm wishing you're not wasting my time. So this guy, he's like six foot five. He wasn't heavy set, but he was really tall, long legs. We're both like, oh, god damn it, there's no, there's no way to cheat over on the other side's leg room. Right. <laughs> but he was cool. It was only a short flight, but uh, I did a uh, thing with the phone where you can take the stop. It's almost like stop motion, where you can take like a 15 minute video and it'll condense it down to like three minutes. Okay. Of us landing. Oh, Come okay. Down. I hear what you're saying. You didn't add that part. I was <laughs> yeah, like, okay. And I was like, I wasn't done yet, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you're like, oh, you left a big pause in there. Like, that was it. Because you were making faces at me. <laughs> Don't look at me during the recording. I need my own studio. I need a wall. I need a sound wall between us. <laughs> uh, you were like, I took a video then you were of making us a, landing. You were all looking at me. With, and you were, now I'm worried about you having boners because you want to pop boners <laughs> in the studio. We're not talking about penis on the podcast any longer, okay? We've, we've gotten some complaints <laughs> from the Maybe audience. you aren't, but I'm still a little concerned. I don't know if I feel comfortable in here. Can you Kevin, Kevin Spacey ass over there. I don't want you to be concerned with my Whatever, penis. Harvey. So why is it you brought up airplanes today in the first place, though? Because when we got over here, you told me about some dude getting fired at the airport. And I was oh, like, what are you talking about? The, air, the, air, the Atlanta airport, somebody cut the power lines while doing construction. And there are people that have been on airplanes. It, right now is 7.30, correct? Yeah, it's uh, 7.32. So we have somebody we went to high school with that's been posting on my comment about somebody getting fired at the airport. <laughs> Since 1.30, her plane landed. 1.30 in the afternoon. So she has been sitting on the ground in an airplane since 1.30. It's now 7.30. That is six hours, my friends, after oh. a flight. Oh, my God. So so somebody's getting fired. Anybody who's <laughs> ever been on a plane knows that, like, even an hour and a half in a plane. Hashtag no Christmas bonus. Yeah, exactly. Hashtag whoops. <laughs> Anybody who's been on a plane knows as soon as the plane lands, immediately your tolerance of being inside the airplane is gone. You need to get the fuck off that airplane and be on solid ground again. So imagine sitting for six fucking hours. Not only that, we're talking about Hartsfield Jackson Airport, the dude, busiest airport dude, there are gonna in be the millions world. of dollars lost over this because they're diverting flights in the air. Now I'm sure they're not even taking off at other airports, but they're diverting flights to other airports. Atlanta is a major international stop point. Exactly. This is the spot where you land and lay over for a little bit before you go on to wherever to you're whatever flying. American city you're going to. Most exactly. unless you pay a lot of money in or, other cities, like even New York, it costs you a lot of money to have a European flight that's direct. If you're laying over, like you, there are some people who come over here from foreign countries, lay over, and then go to like L.A. and shit like that. That's exactly what I was talking. This about. is the place <laughs> where everybody comes. This Hartsfield is the, the busiest. It's not the largest. I think Denver's now bigger, but Hartsfield is the busiest airport in yeah, the world. In the world, not in not in the state of Georgia, in the fucking world, the and world. they have no power 
at all. Dude, somebody is so in trouble. Can't charge their phone. Can't. If fucking... Bo worked for a construction company, I'd be like, oh, it's Bo. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all never forget one night we were doing our usual breaking and entering bullshit where we used to break into places just because and not steal anything. Like construction sites or whatever. I didn't do any of this. Yes, she way. did. Shut the fuck up. I didn't do any of this. <laughs> yes, by she the way. did. We were like excellent at it. We all knew Completely how to sneak around. It was basically just practicing rogue abilities, <laughs> just to see if we could sneak it was around. Practicing if we ever decided to take up a life of crime, which <laughs> most of us did not. Most of us didn't, but we still enjoyed running around, seeing if we could sneak around the cops just to aggravate them. I bet the cops knew about us, and they were like some stupid ass kids. They didn't even steal anything. They're just annoying. <laughs> the fucking Marietta hoodlums and shit, basically. <laughs> I mean, of nerds <laughs> again we didn't steal anything we didn't even like spray paint stuff we just let's see if we can get in just to get in and we're even like places that had walls we're talking construction side. <laughs> how hard is it to break into a place without walls we thought we were hot shit but anyway so you so broke in technically by walking so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just basically we're getting a throw out of walking where we weren't supposed to walk um but anyway we took Bo one night and we were trying to go explore where they were building the big Marietta Hotel with the golf course. Right, the new one that's over there. That the government immediately got in trouble for building themselves and had to sell to a private company because people were like, what the fuck are y'all doing in Cobb County? Nothing. (laughs) We're not letting the the county commissioners build their private businesses with our money or anything. (laughs) Building a golf course? So (laughs) Nothing? So they're building this big hotel, and we take Bo with us. And motherfuckers tripping over wires and shit. And we're like, tripping over wires is the antithesis of what we're doing, you idiot. <laughs> I, there's been more than one time when it's been time to sneak around where Bo's been involved and trips over something or knocks something and falls. over. Like, we've been trying. I remember one time we were trying to sneak into a room where Ray was, and Bo kicks something as we're walking in the room, and Ray immediately pops up. And, and I'm like, <coughs> You're the reason we're going to get caught one day. That was that, the reason everything was not cool. Um, so I just imagine probably being at the airport when this happened, because I've been at the airport when a storm rolls in. Good job, Bo, breaking the power line. <laughs> <laughs> I've been at the airport when a storm is rolling in, and all you can think of is, I need to get the fuck out of here. I don't want to be stuck at this airport. Whether you're going or coming, if there's a storm coming in, you still want to, you're hoping that you can get on the airplane and magically get there before the storm hits. Uh, Only imagine now. It was raining when my flight came in last time, but nobody gave a fuck. It didn't slow anything down. I'm talking about a fucking storm, like with lightning and shit like that. Imagine (laughs) sitting there at the airport. Everything's fine. All the airplanes are completely operational and the lights go out. Well, the lights don't go out in the airplane if you're on, in the airplane. I'm talking about, like, you can see your airplane. Dude, I'd freak out. I'd be like, it's terrorists. <laughs> it's ISIS. They're here. Oh, God. Oh, God. It's Barry and other Barry. Because <laughs> the lights are not supposed to go off at the airport. Oh, no, dude. Something had to be fucking wrong. Because I'm sure there's not just one power line that comes in from Georgia Power. They had to fuck (laughs) something up bad for everything to get shut They had to take down a major fucking something. Apparently, where the front is, where TSA is, is still up and running. It's the actual terminals that have no power. I'd be so pissed if you were right (laughs) there. You could see your airplane. And then people didn't get off. I bet there's so many people that are, like, experiencing the effect, like, looking like a homeless person for the first time. Like, you know the people I'm talking about who get laid over for eight hours and they're just, like, looking anywhere to sleep. No, yeah. (laughs) I found a bench. Thank God. They got their legs across three chairs. I'm so surprised that people haven't worked out these sleeping pod things yet. I've seen, like... Oh, in Japan and shit like that? Yeah. Yeah, because that's that's money in in the hand right there, in my opinion. If you could rent those things out... Oh, dude, I would pay for one of those. If you had I'd a pay fucking, $10 an hour. 
You had a debit card slot on the outside of that thing where you could just fucking zip zip. Dude, $30 for three hours of good sleep instead of being sitting there fucking... With a bed and a fucking <laughs> USB port to charge my phone? Fuck oh, you. Dude, be all... <sighs> um, there was also... Speaking of stupid fucking people, there was also a story I saw recently that I did want to talk to you about. Uh, the British doctor who got busted for tattooing somebody's liver. I'm like, so? Two separate well, why is that even? Liver. What's so wrong with that? It didn't hurt him. <laughs> I saw something posted on Twitter when I saw the story that said, you know, nothing sucks worse. I can worse. just totally see myself doing that if I were searching. <laughs> well, I saw the, the post that said, nothing sucks worse than getting home, pulling out your new liver to check it out and finding somebody <laughs> else's initials on it. I mean, God damn it. I read through it and made sure there was nev- nothing happened to their liver. No, it was nothing nefarious. Nothing. He just burned his initials into their liver. I mean, I put my, my initials in people's retainers all the time. Uh, isn't that assault? If they don't know that you're doing it? Well, fuck is it hurting them? It was the, a liver inside I, someone's I can, body. I can see why he's being charged. I'm doing it to their retainer. It's a little bit different when I do it. Well, my thought process and my response, I was talking to my wife about this, and my response was, a dude who's going to sign his work is going to take a little bit more pride <laughs> in it. <laughs> Uh, so just imagine if the plastic surgeon was doing it, though. Man, your face looks great, but why is there a KB on it? <laughs> There's a KB behind your ear. It's kind what? of inconspicuous. What? <laughs> it's that's inconspicuous son- when it's there. That son of a bitch. I wonder why that side itched more. <laughs> fucking kill him. Um, I, it wasn't like he branded it with like old school technology. He used an argon laser. That's, I mean, that's high tech branding right there. <laughs> Dude, this goes way above and beyond. Imagine the asshole that told on him. What about a motherfucking snitch? Nobody Some had to know. Some fucking snitch doctor who came in for pro- He probably was a less skilled surgeon who was jealous. He's probably been wondering how to in- to put his initials on people's livers for years. <laughs> no, he probably knows. He just never got to do transplants because he wasn't that good. No, well, he's doing the fucking post-op, so he obviously had the ability to fucking do a... Uh, a he's taking a- out fucking ingrown hairs and shit. <laughs> This guy's putting in people's new livers. He's probably jealous and was like, oh, I've got so-and-so now. <laughs> I just imagine, like, somebody sitting me down if in If I were a third office. doctor, I'm just saying, if I were some other doctor who wasn't either the brander or the guy who snitched, I'd totally call him out for being a snitch. We got, we'd have our next doctor thing, and I'd be like, oh, yeah. oh there's Dr. Snitch. Hey, Dr. Snitch. Mm-hmm. Oh look, it's Dude, Reggie. I can see. Hey Reggie, I can see the four, our fourth doctor friend who's all like non-confrontational. Is all like, don't do this. <laughs> oh god damn it! <laughs> That's a bitch ass move, Reggie. It's a bitch ass move, Reggie. Nobody needs to know what's inside people's bodies except for us surgeons. I don't know why you got to be crossing the surgeon line, fucker. I left three cell phones and three separate people. You think I'm snitching on people? I put Christmas lights on one guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's Every festive. time he goes to the bathroom, he's festive as fuck now. Nobody knows why. Every time he goes to the bathroom, like he shits out a little bit of Christmas cheer. It's fine. Ew. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder when he was going to snort it. But I, I imagine sitting. Oh, you snort so much poop. No, I said, is anybody poop? going to? I didn't uh, say I would. You were thinking about it. That means you're inclined. My first thought, though, is imagine sitting down in the doctor's office when the doctor says, um, "Mr. Baldwin, there's something we need to talk about." Apparently, during your liver transplant surgery, uh, Dr. Davis uh, initialed and signed your liver. So? <laughs> Does it... Is it fucking my liver up? No. Is it? Is it hurting me anyway? No. So, uh, do I have to pay copay for this information? Because if so, I'm not paying. <laughs> I'm not paying you for this info. Does it make my liver worth anything more, though? Because now there's only a couple of these livers with his signature. No, I wouldn't sue because like 
So that you probably could sue it. Would you sell it? Suing that for that? Would you sell it if you could get another? No, I obviously needed that liver. (laughs) I don't think livers are just nambly bambly about. I mean, well, no, you obviously have to get rewarded. Technically, is it wrong if he branded them before he put them in? What your liver yet? No, I think because it was heading towards my body, it was still my liver. No, I don't think it was. I think it was so-and-so's liver until it was in you. I still go Then back. it becomes your liver. I still go back to the fact that you're sitting there and the doctor says he tattooed your liver with a laser. Transplants are kind of gross if you think about it. I don't know if I want another nigga this liver inside me. Uh, <laughs> livers are gross. They process all the crap out of your body. What if that nigga had like a bad diet? What if there's a bunch of asparagus up in that liver? I'll be dead honest to say I would not want your liver. It'd just be so much I don't much drink. My liver's probably great. Gristle and fat and just Dude, nastiness. that's not what the liver processes. You said it processes out all the grossness. I'm just saying. This, this is what I would get. Yours Dude, is like My liver's trap. probably way healthier than yours because I don't drink and you do. Alcohol's horrible for the liver. No, my liver's fine. Okay. If Ric Flair can still be living after He's all He's just years, barely alive. That motherfucker almost kicked it recently. Look. Ric Flair's the greatest of all times. We're not going to get he's into gonna this. He's going to be the greatest dead one of all time soon. Dude, he's like, what is, what is Ric Flair like now? Like 118? <laughs> he's only like 70-something. I think he's like 72 or something, but still. I mean, he's he's he, any day now. <laughs> A lot of these wrestlers that we looked at as children that were guys that were going to live forever are definitely not. I mean, guys like Undertaker, that guy looks like he is just broken fucking down. If you look at him. I bet it's still up your ass, though. Oh, no. I, Undertaker, I would never, ever, ever. Have anything untoward? That's still a big dude. That's a big. He could. I'd be willing to bet Undertaker would whoop me with his cane worse than I'd ever been beaten by anybody else. Okay, even at what is he, sixty something that, now? The crazy thing is, I bet you could do that to Ric Flair too, <laughs> in real life. Ric Flair is a small guy compared to the Undertaker, and he looks like he's an older guy now. He didn't like nothing about Ric Flair looks like he's styling a profile. Yeah, I probably wouldn't be nearly as intimidated by Ric Flair as I would be the Undertaker. I don't know. I think if he gave you one good solid shot, he'd remind. I'm you. thinking if there's one on either side, I don't know which one I'm trying to push over and get away. I know Ric Flair's hips probably aren't as healthy as Undertaker's. Um, I just I go back to the fact that I would not have any problem with having a uh, a liver that was tattooed by someone else. Um, I wouldn't either. I, would, long, I, I, I would think it would, as long as you can't see it, why the fuck do I care? Why would it bother anybody else? Why did a snitch ass doctor decide that it was a big <laughs> fucking deal? That's the thing I come back to. I'm telling you because he's an inferior surgeon. It was, it was jealousy. Reggie, that Reggie asshole. That's the guy who did it. <laughs> fucking Dr. Reggie. Good job, Dr. Snitch. That's Dr. Snitch now. From now on. Might have been goes, Reggie at one point, but now it's Dr. Snitch. When he goes into the hospital and shit like that. Paging Dr. Snitch. Paging Dr. Snitch. You didn't even call me a snitch. That's not cool. Yeah, it wasn't cool when you told him Dr. Albatross either. <laughs> Dr. Albatross? Wow. It's like a 1980s television show. The thing that popped in, first thing that popped in my head. I don't know the guy's name. <laughs> Dr. Albatross sounds awesome. That does sound like an 80s TV show. Dr. Albatross is brought to you. Dr. Albatross is brought to you by Clorox bleach. <laughs> Keep your home clean with the power of bleach. I would be perfectly fine with a tattooed liver. I'm just going to go ahead. And we're we're going to go ahead and end the segment here. But I'm saying, give a fuck that, about what it looks like. I'd be happy with a spotted liver if it did its job, <laughs> dude. It could be fucking hairy. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> paint my liver a neon color where my abdomen glows at night. Don't give a fuck. I'm pretty sure all the shit underneath the skin layer is pretty gross looking. So, <laughs> uh, who cares? It's- I'm not. I'm. I'm not going to whine if something's been done correctly. And Doctor Snitch needs to get off his high horse. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, dude got charged like assault. That's stupid. It is That's- snitching ass. 
Okay, I'm going to go ahead and go on record and say if somebody tattooed my liver, I think I'd be just fine with it. I mean, the guy's signing his own work, so you know he's going to be doing a better job. Next up, we're going to run to a quick promo break, but when we get back, we're going to talk about my son getting some Christmas gifts this past Christmas that were preparing him to finally leave the nest. So check it out. We'll be right back. Ghost stories, unsolved mysteries, and other stories of the strange and bizarre. I'm Darren Marlar, the host of Weird Darkness. I'm always looking for stories of the paranormal, macabre, supernatural, dark, and creepy. Stories from you. Sit back, turn down the lights, and come with me into the Weird Darkness. Every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday at WeirdDarkness.com. Advertising has us chasing cars and clothes, working jobs we hate so we can buy shit we don't need. All right, Kenny, this week we're going to do a brand new commercial for Patreon. You've already been told, what, pa- you've already been told what Patreon is. Uh, I knew you, you were going to ask you me. You assume that I listen. Don't fucking ask me what Patreon is. Patreon is the place, patreon.com slash now let them older, where if they go there, give us money, donate oh. to the podcast every month. Yeah, give me some money. It's for now that I'm older. It's not for Kenny. There is no place to donate to Kenny. Don't try to donate directly to Kenny. Patreon.com, if you go there, we're going to give you things like stickers, T-shirts, unreleased content. We're also going to have Kenny do a shout-out where he talks about you directly, and he's going to do his best to make it as nice as possible. I'm not. How you going to drop the gun, Gangsta Licious? That is not gangsta. That's very not gangsta. Man, I can't believe this. You a fraud. Do you like movie reviews? How about true crime stories, celebrity interviews? Well, you won't get any of that here. I'm a stay-at-home dad with four boys and a night job. I don't have time for all that crap. What I do have time for is browsing the web for weird and idiotic news stories. Then I bring my favorites to you every week along with my own weird life lessons and favorite podcast recommendations because, hey, sharing is caring, right? So subscribe to Odd Dad Out in Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, or your favorite podcatcher. And follow me on Twitter at Odd Dad Out and add a little weird to your day. Meanwhile, at the Legion of Doom. We're waiting for the beep. I'm just kidding. There's not going to be a beep. <laughs> <laughs> when do we get a beep? That's kind of awesome. Wait a minute. I'll bring us in. So it's Christmas time here in the studio, and you guys are going to be hearing this after Christmas because Shane won't let me talk about this <laughs> unless we release it after Christmas. But uh, well, you, this would ruin a Christmas gift for my kid, though. But it would make my life so awesome. Yeah, well, I want you to tape him getting these gifts. <laughs> I want to see that moment of realization when he realizes his Christmas gifts are for his imp- his impending doom. impending <laughs> his impending eviction. From the from the nest. Well, we're we're not necessarily. What do you, now let's go ahead and list what you're getting. Name I think as soon as you give it out, as soon as you lay it out, people are going to know exactly what we're talking about. Well, we got him uh, some pots and pans, <laughs> um, the deluxe set of pots and pans that has nice like, ones. Yeah, the nice ones that have like you know the plastic spoons and stuff and the the steamer thing. Yeah. Uh, and then we also got him a new knife set uh, for his kitchen. Uh, and Shane and Nikki have plenty of knives. Oh, we have plenty of knives at our house. <laughs> and uh, we also got him some silverware, too, because that's something you need when uh, when you do end up on your own and you find yourself out in the wild. By the time he opens those three gifts, he should totally know what's coming. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, well, the, the conversation is going to happen before then. But we're going to have a conversation with him. And this, I'm, I'm sure. Are you not getting him like any fun gifts? Well, we're getting him like clothes and stuff like that because he's gotten to a point where he needs some new clothes. But we're giving him the money to go get them. We're past the point of fun gifts, dude. He's 19 years old. Okay, a couple years back, me and Nikki got tires for Christmas. Okay, <laughs> tires. I love to get some tires. <laughs> exactly. Tires are expensive as shit. Exactly. Some Somebody out there in Listenerville. Buy me some tires. <laughs> our second tier on our Patreon is going to be uh, bumped up to getting Kenny new tires. I always have uh, I always buy two uh, front wheel drive vehicles, so I always buy two tires at a time. Oh yeah, you buy the two the, tires, the, you put them on the front, you rotate the good ones no, on the front, you to rotate the back, the or the back, back ones, ones to, the front. to the front, and you put the new ones on the back, and then you wear out the ones that were on the back. They're still looking like they're brand new compared to your front ones that are bald as shit. <laughs> I saved enough money to be able to go buy four uh, tires. That's just wasteful. You save and I thought. Oh my fucking god! When I bought four tires, like how fucking expensive? When you were a it's like kid, thousand dollars, dude. When you were a kid, mine were seven hundred bucks to go buy four tires for the car. You probably bought the cheapest ones available. No, I didn't buy the cheapest ones available. I went through and got the the best ones that I could get for my car. But I wasn't going to go for like the Goodyear, like you know, make you a cup of coffee in the morning kind of tires. I would rather get the ones that were a little bit cheaper. I get the ones made out of the the the, uh, the skin of aborted fetuses. When I was a kid, you would be able to go. I would go to this fucking little shop. Just right over there. No, we're going to come back to the fact that yours are made out of, you know, human. But um, It's a whole new line of things I want to try to have made out of uh, aborted fetus skin. Just to piss off the right wing. Why? Why are you? First off, I don't want to be anywhere around your tires. Okay. I don't know what's wrong. Wait till you see the cabbie hat. (laughs) You know what hat I'm talking about? The one Fred Sanford wears? Yeah. This one's got a button, too, to keep the thing down. <laughs> wow. So, for me, going, going with the $700 uh, tires and everything like that, I was reminded. Hands of the unboarder, what the gloves are called. When I was, I don't know, 18, 17, and I would get you know my money from work, and I know that I had a tire that I kept on having to refill with air every single time because it had a hole in it. You know what you wouldn't have to do that with? Unboard. They have stem cells. <laughs> Fetus skin has stem cells, so it self-repairs itself. I'm going to pull the show back on the uh, tracks here and say that I would go to a small shop that had a nice little Mexican man who would run out to my car and say, what do you need? What do you need? And I'd be like, I need a tire. And for $25. Made, made from aborted fetuses, sir. <laughs> oh, my God. You know those uh, Mexicans are mostly Catholic. You need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> for, tw- for $25, though, I would Despite get all the tires the whole immigration thing, we are very pro-life, okay? But um, my son has gotten to a point now where we are looking at him and like it, every teenager goes through this moment. All of us had that moment where uh, hold everything. On, hold, on, that- hold on, hold on. Before you say all teenagers go through this moment, we just talked about before we started recording how different it was because we were all like, we were like waiting for the day. I tried to get emancipated so I could move out early. <laughs> no, I'm not just talking about the moving out thing. I'm talking about all of, all teenagers go through that moment where like your parents still have control. And when they say it's time to clean up, you go ahead and clean up. But then you get to that moment where you start to be a, uh, and I'm using air quotes, an adult. And you start oh, thinking that you don't have you, to do Where you dick. start thinking that nobody's your boss. Yeah. Nobody can tell yes. me what to do. And I'm, I'm completely in charge of me. And that's when your parents usually step yeah. in and go, cool. That part happened to it. everybody. And then the difference was we got the shit smacked out. <laughs> so we wanted to move out. And, and cause we did when we were teenagers, like we were all biting at the bit to get an apartment. Dude, we were and it was just at so the we door. could basically we just wanted to be able to get drunk and, and 
fuck bitches. Exactly. Because we wanted to have a place to do that shit. Because parents weren't cool when we were kids. No, you can't have girls over here. What the fuck is wrong with you? My uh, my mom dated a guy who, when he when she started dating him and they like actually moved in together, I brought my girlfriend over one time and wanted to walk upstairs with her. And he goes, nah, nah, you guys both need to be down here in the living room. And I'm like, dude, I'm I'm 19 years old. Like, this has been my girlfriend for a while. You can't just move. He's like, nope, nope, nope. You guys need to come down here and stay in the living room. And it was just a different fucking time. You can't have a girl over and shit like that. My mom would have lost her mind if I would have came to her and said, I want to take my girlfriend on vacation with us. <laughs> yeah. And she's going to stay where? She's yeah. not staying with you. Yeah. So she's going to sleep on the couch or we're going to get her a room and you're going to sleep on the couch. How's that going to work? Well, still, It would still be that way in my household. As long as I'm paying the bills, you don't get to fuck. You have to hide it. I know you're going to do it anyway, but you have to like make a lot of effort to hide it. I'm going to go ahead and just put it on record and say, I'm not even thinking about my, my child doing that at all. I don't want to be a part of that. I don't want to think what about that. What do you that. think happens when they spend the night together? From what they're telling me, nothing. And uh, I'm leaving myself okay. in the blissful okay. ignorance okay. of that motivation. That's, that's why you guys are having to force him to move out, just so you know. <laughs> no, we're, we're not forcing him to move out. We're just basically letting him know that All of a sudden, is... my, our parents' plans all made sense to me. My parents don't give a shit if I drink now. They don't give a shit who I'm sleeping with. They were doing it so we would leave. Our parents were smarter than us. That's what it comes down to. Our parents lived in a different time period, though, when you could have gotten drafted to a war. Okay? Like, it was it a different still world. Yeah, but it would take a lot for the draft to actually go back into place. What I'm saying is, like, in their world, first off, their parents didn't give a fuck about anything, like, any of their feelings, any of the safe spaces. Could you imagine, like, you know, Grandpa? <laughs> Charles's dad letting you bring a girl over. Oh, if if my papa would have seen me bring a girl over and try to sleep in the in same his room house. With, oh yeah, in the he same. He would have cared if it was your apartment, but in his house, you're living with him. No, he'd have whooped my ass for even thinking <laughs> that I was going to do. First off, he'd have pulled me to the side. He would have pulled me separately from her, not in front of her, but he would have had a conversation with me. And then if I tried to do something like that, ridiculous in front of him, he'd have grabbed me up by my arm <laughs> and whooped my ass in front of her. I, I, I think we've gotten a little bit too soft on the on the uh, early relationships, personally. Um, kids aren't equipped, really, to be fucking. <laughs> I get well, it now. They're going to. But I actually saw something for once with goddamn, and I hate to admit it, but I I agreed with the conservative on the show I was watching. I think it was Ben Shapiro, who said some of the inhibitions we've released, some of the stigmas, aren't so great that they're gone. Um, the stigma of being a single parent, while we shouldn't push a single parent out, we shouldn't also make it something that is awesome to be a single parent. I, I got the same exact opinion when I watch shit like, uh, and I don't watch it. Let me just be. <laughs> Let me, let me go ahead and put, paint a picture for you. My TV has access to the channel MTV, but it never accesses it. Like, I haven't even yeah, seen like anything Mom, happening that on bullshit. It. It's like, but shit like that. That's, that's worse like than that, removing the stigma. That's glorifying. That's it. giving them a fucking outlet to be like, hey, look how awesome this is. Because suddenly you're not a shitty person. You know, you're not, not a shitty person, but you're like not looked at as, as a shitty person it's by society. It's the problem with a lot of those things that swing on a pendulum. It used to be too much and now it's too little. It was too much when you were forced to give your child up for abortion or uh, adoption. So say where? When? Or if you were for you were the, a lot of rich parents would force you to either have an abortion or give up your kid for adoption because right. it was shameful to the family. That's too much. Now where you and Susie can move into mom's house while you're having the baby is too little. If you're going to fuck, you need to get your own goddamn place. You need to get your ass out and fucking create a, a, a home. Fucking 
is to make a, a baby. That's the, the biological purpose of fucking. And every time you fuck, you need to be prepared that 1% chance, whether you're using protection or not, ask Steve and Amy. <laughs> Amy, our friend that used to live across the street from us, had an IUD. Is that what they're called? Yeah, it's called the IUD. Yeah, and that shit didn't work. And they were not wanting to have any more kids at all. <laughs> no, they had planned that this was over. They were done. They, they were the most unhappy kids. couple to be pregnant I've ever. Steve was like, God damn, motherfucker. I'm sued. They, and they sued. Yeah, they actually sued for this shit. I, don't <laughs> I mean, know they what... loved their kid. Don't get me wrong. But they were it wasn't like, yay, we're pregnant. It was more like, motherfucker, what? <laughs> At least his name didn't end up being accidental. That's all I'm saying. But at any rate, if you're old enough to have your girlfriend spend the night, you're old enough to have your own place. I, I actually think we've swung too far left on this, where it's too, it's made okay, and it's not okay. When I got to be 17 years old, I was I was standing at the door with suitcase in hand. <laughs> Dude, I was looking up apartments. I was like, "Where? This is what we're gonna do, y'all. We're gonna all move in together. We're gonna bring in 12 motherfuckers up in this place and party all the time." It was a horrible plan, and it went just like that. And it blew up in our face, but that's fine. It's not a big deal. Well, I got other apartments after that. But I didn't the, invite 12 people over every night to party. The crazy thing is, is we've created the situation nowadays with children where it's okay for them to live with mom and dad and go out and do crazy shit and come home and, you know, because they have this nice cocoon to be able to go back to. For us back then, if you fucked up and did crazy shit and you went home and got drunk and had an accident, you went to jail. Parents weren't usually there to run over and bail you out. I mean, your parents were. But my parents no, my parents did not bail me out. My parents would not pay for my lawyer when I got arrested. That's what right. you're talking about? That's my right. parents were old school. Don't try to put it's me not, in the fucking. You, don't try parents. to put me in a club with Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki bail him out that minute. No, I had to get David Johnson had to raise money from our friends to bail me out. My parents were like, "Let him sit there. He'll learn." <laughs> I have had a uh, I had a girlfriend get arrested the- one time, and my uncle looked at me and went, "So." I was like, God damn it. All I need my- some help. He was like, no. <laughs> no, she needs help. Yeah. <laughs> you need to stop dating people who go to jail. I mean, they had to raise funds over at Dave and Buster's to get my ass out that night. My first arrest. Okay. So, so basically, they had GoFundMe for you before a GoFundMe was a thing. Yeah. It was, it, that's how it works when you work in, a, in an establishment with wait staff and cocktail servers. And they all have cash. They can't lie. <laughs> we know. You got tips tonight. Give up 10 tucks. <laughs> So they raised like, I don't know, it was like 1200 bucks because it was like $2,500 bail and they had to put up half because none of them had a house. What did you go to jail for this time when you had to be money raised at Dave & Buster's? I've only been arrested and taken to jail for one thing originally. I was arrested for that again and they found pot on me the second time. Oh, okay. That's right. Because I skipped out a bit. I had a, uh, they thought I was DUI. I'm going to rehash this real quickly because we've told this That's story. right. I forgot. I, I just forgot which I pulled one over on South Cub Drive. I was mad, driving all fast and aggressive, and it was a young cop. And when I passed the breathalyzer, he just charged me with reckless driving and arrested me anyway. <laughs> and then when he arrested me, he found a glass piece that had resin on it. And he charged me with possession because I had resin on it. That's the most railroaded bullshit I've ever heard in my <laughs> life. Dude. And you wonder why I act black sometimes, man. The cops treat me like I'm fucking black. Then they pulled me over like three weeks later and made me stand on the side of the road in the rain while they searched my car down to like under everything. Like they did a deep search, caught out a dog, then told me they could have arrested me because they found a seed. And I was like, you motherfuckers already arrested me for resin. Now you're trying to arrest me for a seed? What the fuck? I feel like I'm being railroaded here, sir. What the fuck? It's like I, I understand black folks because they took my Caucasian card for a while. <laughs> I now can totally admit there's white privilege because I got mine taken. <laughs> you didn't just get yours taken. You kind of readily gave yours up by continuing to do the same exact things that you had been arrested I'm not, they, for. They can't control me. 
So I do think that. So it's kind of like I bust myself in with, to Shane's neighborhood when he was one of the poor kids. I also bust myself into the black community plenty of times. Well, the thing for us was growing up, the thought process was, like I said, a standing at the door, 17 years old, ready to go. And we I have were ready of to make extra ass friends that will tell you I'm pretty welcome in the black community now. Well, we were ready to I make, understand. We were ready, <laughs> we were ready to make those mistakes. We had seen like all the crazy shit go on. And as soon as it got time to leave, us as kids were like, okay, it's time I, to go. I, I graduated and I had an apartment three months after graduation. Uh, Ashley Mills. I off gra- Powder Springs Road. I graduated high school, and about three months after that, my boss at my job I was at said, hey. Which many of the stories that we've told have happened at Ashtonville. That's where Steven fell off the balcony. That's where a lot of the stories actually, because that was kind of the beginning of us being adults and not being fucking stupid kids. Any, well, we were stupid kids, but like not being stupid kids. We had that apartment have, for four whole months before we realized how much we didn't. <laughs> we weren't adults when they threw us the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, um, you got thrown out of Ashley Mill. Have you gotten evicted from any other place than Ashley Mill? Nah, that's it. I got evicted from D8, but that was mostly because Paul um, stole my rent money. <laughs> That'll do it. Paul had one job. <laughs> he and him paid three twenty-five a piece for this apartment back in the day, and he had one job: take two two three hundred twenty-five dollar money orders to the apartment complex window, put it through the slot, and I got a call like three days after our rent was due, going, um, "Yeah, we don't want any grace period, nothing like that. You guys just get the fuck out. You guys have thirty days. You're out. <laughs> you, you guys have to get the fuck out." I was like, "Well." We paid the rent. And she goes, no, no, you totally did not pay the rent. Well, my, my roommate came out down and dropped it off. Sir, 30 days. He can't cash your uh, money order. Remember, I didn't sign. I, I hadn't, I hadn't signed it or anything like that. I'd bought them and given them to Paul and said, fill these out and take them to the. Uh, oh, you thing. idiot. <laughs> Pause. Don't ever give somebody a blank money order, you fucking moron. <laughs> this was thinking? our domicile, the place we lived, the place <sighs> where like everything happened. It was the epicenter of everything was right there. And Paul decided he wanted the money instead. I mean, you could have called, at least had him track it. You didn't want a bus, Paul. I don't think I wanted to realize that Paul was a shitty fucking friend back then. Paul was one of those people that or, every girl. Or that, for seven more years. <laughs> no, it wasn't seven more years. After we moved out of that apartment, Paul only lived with me for like another year and a half or something. No, like he that. did not. He lived with you no, all through Cretewood and then up to our new house at Teague. Oh, you're, you're right. You're so full of shit. No, I was thinking, I, because I forgot Cretewood. A lot of times I, I delete Cretewood. We lived in Cretewood for like three years, man. No, we didn't. We lived in Cretewood for like eight months before we broke that it was, lease. It was not eight months. It was because we were still on the first lease when we broke it. You may have been on the first lease, but it wasn't eight months. You got married when you lived at Cretewood. I did. I promise you, we only lived at that you house for about eight months. You only got with Nikki like right before we moved to Cretewood. No, I got, with, I got with Nikki two years before I got married. You can't not that. stick around D8 that long. That no, means you didn't expect me to believe that Nikki stuck around D8 for 14 months. We didn't get married. At I'm Creed. holding your butt. I'm holding. We didn't get married at Creekwood. We got married at Teague. No, you did not. You got I married did. at Creekwood. I assure you, I got married when I was. <laughs> I at know Teague. that I put on the suit to go play the music. I was at Creekwood. You guys moved like nope. two weeks after your wedding. Nope. Yep. Promise. 2004. We were actually living in Creekwood by that time. Correct. You were living at Creekwood I mean, at, at that Teague. time. We Correct. weren't living at Creekwood at that time. We were living at Teague at that time. No, your drums were still in that basement over at Creekwood. No, nope. got married. <laughs> nope, because I wasn't married when I bought the house. We had to buy the house as a uh, as a partnership as opposed to being married at that time. Nope. Well, that sounds like a great clip. I guess we'll go ahead and end it there. <laughs> Ending the land discussion. <laughs> we'll get back to you folks after we verify with Nikki that I'm right. 
Shane's just making stuff up because I made a point that he's wrong, and Shane's never wrong. FYI, he will do this to you at one point if you ever meet Shane. He will gaslight you, not because he's trying to manipulate you, just because he cannot admit he's wrong. So be prepared for him to try to gaslight you on some shit for no real reason. But we'll see. We'll come back to this, ladies and folks. Just keep your eye on Twitter because he'll probably won't even like he won't put it on the show. So me and Nikki will have to correct it on our own. You'll have to follow our Twitter. <laughs> he'll delete whatever I post as NTIO. <laughs> See? <laughs> Just like Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Die Hard is totally a Christmas movie. Totally not. That's it for Now That I'm Older this week, guys. Thank you so much for checking out the show. You can find us online, nowthatimolder.com, Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. You can also find us on Twitter and Gmail, but it's at NTIOPod. Check back next Thursday for a brand new episode. And as always, getting older sucks, but can be awesome at the same time. Have a great week. So I feel like we can probably go for a little bit longer and get some more shit recorded. Shane, get the fuck out. No, no, we need to get some more shit recorded. Get the fuck out. It's time to record some more stuff. Out. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it.